This episode of Physically Spiritual explores a forgotten secret to growing in the spiritual life, the examine prayer. Welcome to Physically Spiritual. I've been amazed by how much growing physically healthier has changed my spiritual life. I am captivated with discovering the truth about my body and how it relates to my relationship with God. Physically Spiritual is my attempt to harmonize and share what I've discovered. I'm your host, Andrew Reinhardt. As we get started, I want to share some opportunities with you of how you can support everything we do here at Awaken Catholic. Uh, If you want to go all in, if you want to be a part of making this great work happen throughout the church, consider becoming a member of the Awaken Nation. The Awaken Nation is a community of patrons who support Awaken Catholic financially on a monthly basis. Uh, So this work is going out on all the different platforms of the internet and also available uh, for people to experience live if you want to have an event at your parish. So you can become a member of the nation by going to awakencatholic.org forward slash donate. As a member of the nation, you get access to bonus content, music, and much more. Uh, If you want the best experience of everything we publish here on Awaken Catholic, consider getting the Awaken app. The Awaken app is one of the best ways to get all of the content, video and audio, that's being published on Awaken Catholic. There's uh, discussion boards, a social media alternative on there. You get to interact with the show hosts. You'll get access to your premium content if you're a member of the nation. And there's much more on there, too, that's updated almost every day. Go to the awakenapp.io, the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, and search for the Awaken app. If you like this Just please follow, like, subscribe, hit that bell uh, to make sure you get notifications when new episodes come on. Give it a thumbs up, a heart, comment, rate. Uh, This helps people to find the content. The more people interact with this content, the more the different big media platforms think that people want to see it and they'll present it to others. So by you interacting with this content, you're forcing big tech to evangelize. You're forcing them to spread the gospel because they know if people want to see this, then they'll show it to more people because the way they make their money is by keeping our attention. Uh, So please interact with the content to help us get the great word out and to spread the gospel through the new media. And if you're interested in anything I'm doing personally, go to becominggift.com. This episode is about the examine prayer, the examine prayer. You, you may have heard it more commonly called an examination of conscience, an examination of conscience. But in my mindset, the examination of conscience is actually, um, it's uh, a sort of type of examine prayer. So examine, when I say examine, I just mean any meditation on day-to-day life. So a meditation on your own life. Your paragraph 2705 of the catechism says, meditation is above all a quest. The mind seeks to understand the why and the how of the Christian life in order to adhere and respond to what the Lord is asking. The required attentiveness is difficult to sustain. We are usually helped by books, and Christians do not want for them. The sacred scriptures, particularly the Gospels, holy icons, liturgical texts of the day or season, writings of the spiritual fathers, works of spirituality, the great book of creation— And that of history, the page on which the today of God is written. So when I say examine prayer, I'm simply mentioning the whole category of examine 
is a meditation on, like the Catechism says, that of history, the page on which the today of God is written. So doing the examined prayer is meditating on the page on which God is writing your day. So of the different kinds of examines that you might do, one particular kind is the examination of conscience. Your conscience is your internal sense of what's right and wrong, what's good and bad, that's uh, formed, hopefully, more to be in touch with God's design, God's order, um, but could be out of touch with God's design and God's order. So to examine your conscience is to go through your life and recognize those times that you've acted contrary to your conscience. And by doing that, especially you'll prepare for the sacrament of confession. We talked about that in that episode a few weeks ago when we talked about the sacrament of confession. Uh, so this is a, a particular kind of examine, but the examine prayer is also something more general than this. It really was put forth strongly by St. Ignatius of Loyola in his spiritual exercises. We had an episode on the discernment of spirits a few episodes ago where we talked more about what the exercises are. But in the first week of these exercises, which is a, a guide for a retreat that Ignatius gives, he proposes two different methods of examine. One he calls a particular examine, and the other a general examine. The particular examine is a way of thinking about a specific fault in your life. Let's say you have like a really bad habit that you're trying to break. Well, the particular examine is a specific tool you might use to be mindful of that, um, that struggle throughout your day and to battle against it. That's not what I'm going to focus on in this episode, although that can be a really useful tool. So I'd encourage you to look it up. I'll put links in the show notes um, to the particular examine. In the general examine, though, I think the general examine is, is a tool that every serious Christian should use every day. I, I realize that's a strong uh, endorsement, but the, the general examine, I think, is essential to growing in the spiritual life. Um, I would... I would I would propose that not making a daily examine, you're probably setting yourself up to either not progress or progress at, at most half of the rate you ought to be. <laughs> like this examine is essential. So when Ignatius is describing the examine in the spiritual exercise, he says it contains five points or five steps. The first he said, the first point is to give thanks to God our Lord for the benefits received. So it's to go through your life and to give thanksgiving, to recognize the positive things where the Lord has been. The second point, he says, to ask grace to know our sins and to cast them out. So the second is the grace to know your sin. The third point, he says, the third, to ask account of our soul from the hour we rose up to the present examine, hour by hour or period by period, and first as to thoughts, and then as to words, and then as to acts, in the same order as we mentioned in the particular examine. So in the particular examine, Ignatius proposes going through um, your different faults in three levels, what you've thought wrong, what you've said wrong, and what you've done wrong. So these three different layers on which our will engages with our passions, and therefore we could fall into sin and be deformed by our actions in those areas. So to go through your words, uh, your your uh, thoughts, and your actions, uh, go by hour by hour. 
So members of the Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, which is the religious community Ignatius founded, I believe actually are supposed to pray the examined prayer twice a day. They pray it at midday and then either at the, the very end or beginning of the next day. So they're doing this twice a day. Ignatius, for periods of his life, was known to do it hourly, that every hour he would do a, a sort of mini-examine looking back at the last hour. I, I think a minimum of once a day to look back at the last 24 hours. The fourth, the fourth is to ask pardon of God, our Lord, for the faults. And the fifth, to propose, to purpose amendment with his grace. So to do something to make up for it, to make a plan. So these five simple steps, give thanks to God for the good things in your life that you notice from the last day. Pray for God's insight and wisdom. Recognize the places you failed. Ask God's mercy and then make a plan, um, both to, to do penance for the wrong you've done and to change what you would do next time. And then he proposes just simply ending with an Our Father, ending with an Our Father. Um, so to make this examine, it can be a very short thing or it could be a very long thing. You know, sometimes when I make my examine, it's like five minutes. I, I do it kind of quickly, maybe even between things. Um, other times it can be longer. There's time days I've taken 20 or 25 minutes on an examine. And I'll go in a little bit later in the episode how I personally do the examine. Um, but I want to recognize as we get started what the catechism mentioned, that the required attentiveness is difficult to sustain. The required attentiveness is difficult to sustain. And this is the case with any meditation, much less the examine. I know when I make my examine, a lot of times I can, I can be drawn up in the events of my day, like maybe something happened and I still have some strong emotions around it. Well, I can get drawn in my, with my imagination to relive those events or, or maybe regret those events or, or what have you. Um, so I know I can get distracted by thinking about my own life. And then I can also get distracted by false futures. This is a common tactic of the enemy. That we're not just reviewing our life in a productive way to make changes, but the enemy draws our attention out to the possible futures that could come from those things, right? And then he gets you in a place of fear. But what it does is it draws you out of reality. It draws you out of the truth. It draws you out of the present moment where God is. Our Lord says that the truth will set you free. So, so the, while the examine is a recognition of the truth of our life, it's not meant to be an extended period of navel-gazing or an extended period of beating yourself up or, or fearing the future or anything like that. Those are tactics the enemy is going to use uh, to draw our attention away. I want to um, look at these three possible issues with the examine that I mentioned there. One, that you get distracted during the examine. Two, that kind of navel-gazing or that beating yourself up about the examine. Or three, going into the future in an unhealthy way during your examine. A great book on the examine prayer is simply called The Examine Prayer. It's by Father Timothy Gallagher. Um, I'll, I'll link that in the show notes. So he talks about growing in the, in the examine, growing in the attent attentiveness to do the examine. In chapter 9 of the book, he says, In terms of the examine then, whatever increases our human capacity to notice experience around and within us, simultaneously increases our capacity to notice with the aid of God's grace, our supernatural experience as well. 
So our, our capacity, our ability to notice what's happening naturally, in a sense, creates the, the framework on which God's grace can work to help us to notice the supernatural too. Uh, one way to think about the examine is the examine is a way of practicing the discernment of spirits. And a few episodes ago, we had an episode about the discernment of spirits, this uh, recognizing the movements in our heart and, and understanding how to react to them in order to keep making progress toward God, to experience God's love in the midst of it all. So this daily examine is really the tool of daily practicing the discernment of spirits, of being in touch with those movements, both the natural consolation and desolation and the supernatural consolation and desolation that we receive. What Father Gallagher is saying is that that anything that increases our human capacity to notice experience will simultaneously increase our capacity that with God's grace to notice our supernatural experience. He goes on in that chapter and says, our capacity to notice interior and exterior, excuse me, human experience grows. We are correspondingly prepared to notice specifically spiritual experience as well. So when we can better notice our natural human experiences, there's a corresponding preparedness to notice spiritual experience. Now, there's an important distinction here and an important caveat that he's making. It's not that we're uh, just growing spiritually um, in our own muscle, in our own effort, but we're creating a space on which God's grace can work in in that place. Um, so, So it's always with God's grace. We're not growing spiritually by our efforts, but what we're doing is we're removing the barriers in our nature to correlating and corresponding to the work that God's going to do. We need to cooperate with God's grace. Dr. Dan Siegel, I mentioned this in our episode about meditation, says where attention goes, neurofiring flows and neuroconnection grows. I'll say that again, a great quote. Where attention goes, neurofiring flows and neuroconnection grows. That's from uh, chapter two of his book, Aware. Um, so this idea that at base, um, by doing the examine, we're actually growing to get better at the examine, but something that can happen to, uh, something else that can be helpful in this process of growing an examine and growing in our ability to discern the spirits in our life are practices inspired by mindfulness. Now, I say that purposely that way, inspired by mindfulness, because I think mindfulness is something specific that includes a worldview and spirituality that goes along with it. But mindfulness-like practices, while not prayer, not a form of prayer, they can uh, form our body and, and our will and our mind in order to pray better, meaning it can, it can do something natural in our brain that can help us to pray, whether it's a calming of the nervous system or growing in our capacity to pay attention. Um, so whether it just be a spending a bit of time at the beginning of your examine, maybe just breathing slowly and steadily and, and just following your breath, or maybe it's noticing the sensations in your body or paying attention to something in the room like a crucifix or a holy image, but anchoring our attention physically on something for a bit has the effect of calming the nervous system and then also growing in our capacity to hold our attention on something. Now, I, this is of limited usefulness and, and shouldn't be the focus of what we're trying to do. Because uh, when we're praying, 
we're doing something very different. We're focusing our attention on something supernatural. When we're praying by the gift of faith, by the positive knowledge that faith gives us, the experience of God that faith gives us, we're raising our heart and our mind to God. Right? When we're doing a, a, a practice inspired by mindfulness, we're focusing on our body, something in the natural world. Um, we might be able to then shift into focusing on God's presence in us, but that's something different. Um, so it's of limited use, but, it, but a little bit of time spent breathing and noticing your breath or focusing on a holy image or a sensation in your body at the onset might help to start build that capacity for attention or calm your nervous system, which might make it difficult for you to focus. Uh, but that practice of the examine itself will build up your ability to do it. Right. If you, uh, I've heard uh, one person I'm formed by some is Jocko Willink. Uh, he's a, a popular uh, talks about in the business world, but also in the area of discipline. He says, if you want to get better at pull-ups, do pull-ups. If you want to get better at push-ups, do push-ups. Right. Sometimes we overcomplicate it. So if you want to get better at doing the examine, do the examine. All right. The second thing we might be drawn to do is to uh, to just do some navel gazing. Right? It's important that when we do the examine, we're doing it with God and through God's grace for the purpose of God. So it comes from God and it leads us to God. So it's important, I think, to start our examine with prayer. This isn't something that Ignatius um, specifically mentions here, but on the uh, um, the uh, rules or the guidelines he gives at the end of week one, he gives some instructions about approaching meditation. And what he recommends doing is before you even sit down to meditate, he, while standing, he says, for the length of an Our Father, consider that God is present to you. And then he says, for the length of an Our Father, consider how God sees you. And I insert these instructions at the beginning of my examine. So as I start the exam and I take that beginning to consider God's presence in the room, and then I take that length of an Our Father to consider how God sees me, right? Consider, I just, I just imagine an image of God's face, uh, the light of God's face. And then I make a prayer asking for God's guidance. So by starting with this prayerful mindset of focusing on the Lord and focusing on God's presence and then praying, I'm then setting myself up to make it a God-centered examine, right? It's not a me, even though I'm thinking about my life, it's not a me-centered examine. I'm thinking about my life to find God in my life. Both find the places where God was obvious and I went along with his grace, that's the gratitudes, and then to find the places where God's absent because I've pushed him away and rejected his grace, that's my failings. So at heart, although the examine prayer is on the book of my life, the focus, the subject of the examined prayer is God's presence in my life. Uh, you might have heard of a book called The Practice of the Presence of God. It's by a brother, Lawrence, The Practice of the Presence of God. It's a simple little beautiful book where he talks about a path of growing spiritually that is just going through your day-to-day -day life, keeping in mind God's presence. Even though it's a beautiful book, I find it a really frustrating book because <laughs> brother Lawrence offers some practical advice on how to practice God's presence. Um, but frankly, I've never met anyone who's like, oh yeah, I read Brother Lawrence and then, you know, I did what he said and now I just always have God's presence in my mind. <laughs> right? I think 
Um, Brother Lawrence probably had a special grace of calling to mind God's presence. Or before he wrote this book, there was an extended period of practicing calling to mind God's presence. I think the examine prayer is really the act of of a daily drill or a daily practice of calling to mind God's presence. So it's the way that we could set aside a special amount of time in our day to practice the presence of God so that when we're not doing the examine prayer, we can have an easier time practicing the presence of God. So you start it with prayer. You start it on trying to, to call to mind God's presence. And then you go through your day looking at the positive. You start with gratitude. You start with joy. You start with uh, giving thanks to the Lord for everything he's done for you, noticing your victories in a sense. And then on the other hand, you pray for God's guidance to notice your challenges. But it's important that you start with that gratitude, right? And what that gratitude does, that gratitude changes your posture. It changes your body. It changes your brain. It changes your disposition. It changes your nervous system so that you're entering into this prayer in a posture of connection, right? By going through gratitude, you're actually entering into a state of attunement with God, a state of a physiological, emotional connection to the person you're relating to. And it's important you do this because then when you're going through your challenges, you want to stay connected to God. Um, what we can get into in the challenges by looking at um, that next movement through our faults, we can end up experiencing an unhealthy shame and a disconnection in that space. Right, So if we're just looking at our day and then everything that we do wrong, we might beat ourselves up. Right, What the enemy is going to do is going to come in with thoughts like, oh, you're such a bad person. How could God ever love you? You never tell anyone about that because they'll hate you and they'll all reject you and yada, yada, yada. All that junk. It's, it, that's all lies. Right, So we need to start our examine with prayer and then we focus on gratitude so that we attune to the Lord and experience God's joy. And then we enter into meditating on our struggles from that perch of attachment and attunement to God, from that place of connection, so that even though we may experience shame, we may experience negative emotions around them, right? We're we're doing things out of our identity, out of character, right? The Lord's going to say something like this to us, Um, you know, that that's not who you are, right? You're my beloved son, Um, But God always offers connection in the midst of recognizing struggle. So, for example, our our confession ends with our absolution. Uh, At every point in the church, when people repent, the Lord responds. There's, There's nothing more attractive to God than a repentant heart. And the scripture just screams this all over the place. So as we're recognizing our struggles, um, God's not, getting further from us, he's drawing closer to us. But in order for us to experience this in our body, it's essential that we attune our mind to the Lord and and then attune our mind with gratitude to be connected to God in that space. Um, So the the final thing we need to to work into that that examine prayer is uh, the discernment of spirits and also elements of deliverance. Because right? the enemy is going to try to get into that examine to disrupt it, uh, to break it apart. So this means the movements that are going on inside of your heart and mind 
while the examined prayer itself is a, is a practice of the discernment of spirits, right? You're noticing the movements throughout your day, the way the Lord's been guiding you and the way the enemy's been getting involved or, or just your own natural inclinations have been getting involved. During the examine itself, you're going to need to discern the spirits too because the Lord does speak to us during prayer, but the Lord's not the only one that speaks to us when we're trying to pray. So there's going to be moments of time in your examined prayer when you are, um, when you're not just discovering the places that you struggled, but you're also going to experience voices of condemnation in your examine. You're going to experience voices of accusation in your examine. And condemnation and accusation come from the enemy. Those are our sheer signs that it's the devil's voice. What the Lord does is he might speak challenge into our life, but that challenge is never going to be without connection, without resolution, without relationship, right? Condemnation, accusation is going to push you away out of relationship to isolation, to hiding, to shame. Um, that, That call to repentance that the Lord speaks is going to maybe go through shame, but it's going to come back to connection it's going to be to repentance. It's going to be a place of wholeness and to a place of relationship and to a place of restoration. Uh, so learning to discern those voices is key. And one of the tools that can be helpful are different elements of deliverance ministry. Now, deliverance is going to be something we're going to talk about in later seasons as physically spiritual in a lot more detail. But some elements of deliverance, uh, a quick rundown of, of the tools are... Um, are uh, renouncing things, repenting of things, and forgiving things. Renounce, repent, forgive. You begin with prayer, giving your life to God. Then you renounce, repent, forgive. And then you ask the Lord to take it away. And you ask the Holy Spirit to come in. So you can integrate elements of deliverance into your examine. So you, you notice something that you've struggled in, maybe some sin that you've habitually fallen into. So during your exam and you might repent of that, say in the name of Jesus Christ, I repent of X, whatever it is, then you're going to renounce it. In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce that. I renounce any relationship I form with that. I break any ties I've made to that. Um, Then maybe along with that renouncing, you might announce a truth. Like maybe if it was um, some lie that you heard in your heart that then the enemy used to tempt you into something else. Like you're torn down by like a thought, like, um, like, Oh, you can't pray. God doesn't really love you because you sin, yada, 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 whatever the lie is. And then, so you skip your prayer. And then your next thought is, well, why don't you go eat that whole tray of brownies? (laughs) And then you ate the whole tray of brownies. You committed this into gluttony, right? So you, you might, um, repent of the sin, renounce the gluttony, but then also renounce the lie, right? I renounce the lie. Um, that I'm not, that I can't pray. And I announce the truth that God wants a relationship with me. And then you might forgive too. Let's say um, maybe one of your parents, um, uh, you just grew up in a house where they, they binged on food. So you picked up this pattern of binging based on your experience of your childhood. So you might hold that against your parent or you might forgive them. In the name of Jesus Christ, I forgive my mother uh, for binge eating around me. And then you pray for them. You pray for that they can experience grace and healing and you love them in that space. So going through the simple process, renounce, repent, forgive, 
and then ask the Lord to take it away. So you integrate the elements of deliverance into the examine, um, and that takes it even deeper, this work of discerning and working against the enemy of human nature in your heart. All right, so a quick uh, summary, the examine prayer, a meditation on the book of your life with God. Um, you might spend some time at the very beginning just sort of relaxing. Maybe it includes breathing, recognizing a holy image, feeling something in your body, but then move into prayer. Move into prayer pretty quickly. Uh, spend uh, for the length of an Our Father, how God sees you, for length of an Our Father, calling to mind God's presence, and then ask the Lord to guide the, guide the examine. Go through your day giving thanks to God for the ways that he was present, right? Attune yourself to gratitude, to God's presence. Then pray for God's guidance to see how you failed. And then go through your day hour by hour, noticing um, the thoughts, words, and deeds that you've done contrary to God. Basically, notice where God was absent because you pushed him away. Uh, you can bring in elements of uh, practice of the presence of God, discernment of spirits, and deliverance into that space. And then ask for God's pardon. And then turn to the Lord and make resolutions. This final step is essential too. So maybe you keep falling into that to that uh, that sin. The example I gave before was the binge eating of brownies or something like that after you hear that lie in your heart. Well, what you can do is come up with a plan. You say, well, okay, my plan is when I hear that voice, when I'm going to renounce it on the spot. <laughs> right? In the name of Jesus Christ, I renounce the lie uh, that God doesn't want me to pray. And I announce the truth that God wants a relationship with me, that God wants me to pray. And then, you know, maybe you actually need something. So you're going to start with taking a drink of water. And you take your glass of water to your prayer space, then you start, you just start praying, right? You just do whatever prayer you'd already committed to. Drink that glass of water. Now, at the end of your prayer time, maybe you were actually hungry. Maybe there was just a physical need that you had. Well, after having that glass of water and taking that time to settle down, then you can make the decision. Okay, I will have something to eat. Maybe I'll just have one brownie. Maybe I'll eat something else that's uh, going to fill me up a little bit better than that. Right, so what you do is you create a plan because, frankly, the devil's not that creative. Like, he gets us with the same stuff all the time, right? Uh, so we start to chip away at these places, chip away at the strongholds, chip away at the bad habits, at the vices we have um, by carrying out this plan prudently. So I would invite you, if you're not, to start making a daily examine. Just start with a few moments a day. Maybe you have a commute. Make it on your commute to work. I make mine first thing in the morning. Um, I actually look back at the previous day at the beginning of my meditation time first thing in the morning, and that works for me. I know some people that make it like at, at night. It's a part kind of built into night prayer. So if you pray the liturgy of the hours, you might put it into night prayer. Um, but start practicing the presence of God by making a daily examine. This show and all media on Awakened Catholic is made possible by the Awakened Nation and the Hollow app. The Awakened Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hollow.app slash awaken.